Hello, and welcome to the family at World Harvest Outreach. Okay, um, really quick, you guys probably know every time I get a chance to talk, I start with telling you a little bit about what we're doing with the kids. Um, I also wanted to just make one last announcement. This Wednesday, I need all registrations for kids' mini Christmas camp to be in by this Wednesday so I can start, well, I can order more supplies. This week, I was carrying shovels out of the Dollar General. <laughs> so um, anyway, so do that. Also, just so you know, uh, Wednesday nights with the kids, we've been focusing on Psalms 23. And we've been taking one verse from the psalm and just diving into one verse a week. And it's been really simple and really beautiful. Like, I just have really enjoyed it. Um, I wanted to tell you about this. We had this experience, um, it was a couple Wednesdays ago, where we were talking about what, why a shepherd takes sheep to green pastures and still waters, and what that means, and how Jesus does that for us, like what that looks like in our life. And so these, I had them like make a list on the whiteboard of all the words they thought of when they read that, like he takes us to green pastures and leads us beside still waters. And so they listed all these words. I know I don't remember them all, but it was interesting because I think, if I remember correctly, 100% of the children in the room related to one specific word that they had put. And it was safety. And I thought, that's interesting. Like, that out of all the things we talked about, that's the one that every single one of them said, I know Jesus is my shepherd in this way. And so we started sharing stories. I said, well, tell me how, if that's the word you picked, when have you experienced that? When have you experienced Jesus, your shepherd, keeping you safe? And I, like, I could have sat there all night, like, listening to their, honestly, I'm with these kids all the time, and I learned all new stories. I didn't know any of these stories. But they had real, like, real moments when they knew, like, one of the kids was like, I was on a roller coaster. And when I got to the top of the hill, my bars that were supposed to keep me in went all the way up. And I was like, how did I never hear about this before? Like, what in the world? You know, like real experiences um, where these kids, like they, they know Jesus kept them. And I don't know, for me, like a lot of times when we get older, we, we start to explain these things away, like in other ways. You know what I mean? Like, like oh, you know, I just put my bars down real quick. I'm cool. And it, to this child, it was Jesus held me in. You know, like, it's just so simple and so just matter of fact. He is here. He's been with me. Uh, one, you know, we have some kids that come that are regulars here, but we have a few kids that come on Wednesdays that, um, you know, aren't aren't here on Sundays or whatever. And, and 
we had one of the kids had shared with us about a time that like um, their home had been broken into. And I, I just remember sitting there and he was like, but God kept me, he kept me and my dad safe. And, and, and actually I, I wasn't even scared. And I'm like, <laughs> like I, you know, what is, you know, I don't know. It just really, it stuck with me to hear the stories of the reality of Jesus. Like that's the thing. It's how real and his nearness is. And um, so I like, I just thank you for giving me the opportunity to sit with them because I, they challenge me to see the reality of Jesus right here. And I need that. I think we all need that. I need that. Um, because they, there is no separation in their minds or in their hearts or in their spirit. He is right here. And everything in their life is explained one way. Jesus. It's just it. And I, I'm just thankful for that. Um, I also wanted to let you know, because uh, I had several uh, parents tell me that they really had a heart to do Advent with their kids this year, which I think is awesome. <laughs> and um, since I had several parents tell me that, I thought, okay, I need to like freshen up on Advent here. <laughs> it's been a while since I focused on that. And, um, and so last Sunday, that's what we, we talked about, and Kendall's gonna be going into that um, a little bit more today. But, what clicked with your kids? I tell you this because, like, if they forget, this, this is, like, the only thing I found that clicked last week. But you know how that, that happens? Like, it happens with adults, too. Like, I talk, I talk, I talk, and it feels like it's not going anywhere. And then all of a sudden, um, and I just credit Holy Spirit with this because I certainly did not have this in my head. But I was trying to describe, you know, the waiting. Like, this is our opportunity to relate to and honor the waiting of the people for years for this promised one to come. And I was like, ah, I was like, well, have you ever waited for something? And they're like, yeah, for dinner, you know? <laughs> and I was like, okay, okay. And then it was like, Holy Spirit just dropped this like simple thing in. And I think it is how I will always talk about Advent now with a kid is I said, how many of you have ever had to wait for your next birthday? <laughs> How many of you have seen your kids wait for their birthday and it takes forever to get here and they're planning it for a whole year, right? From the day after, like, here's your birthday. By birthday evening, I'm planning my next birthday. That's how my kids are anyway. And there was something about that that they were able to, like, grab onto and understand like the waiting that the people were in, the expectancy, like they I know it's gonna get here, right? Um, so I just wanted to share that because I think it, it could be something as some of you are doing Advent with your kids to just sort of like remind them of because it seemed like that really clicked with them. Um, yeah, okay, that was my kid update. 
thank you again for letting me spend time with them. Um, today, I just want to like touch on wisdom. Um, like, it's so funny. I told Chris, I was like, I want to talk about wisdom. And I've got like maybe two or three verses. <laughs> and really, wisdom is like, there's so much that we could talk about. I don't have any verses from the Old Testament, but yet the wisest man that ever lived is in the Old Testament and all of those things. But I just wanted to brush the surface a little bit of wisdom because the Lord has been encouraging my heart in that way and maybe just sort of reminding my heart of that as I've been like in this Christmas season. Um, so I want us to look briefly um, at wisdom today. And I'm going to do that by talking about the Magi in the Christmas story. Um, Father, I just thank you for being so close, our very breath. I thank you for your reality. for how tangible even your very spirit is. We just honor you. We seek you. Amen. So I want to start in James, James chapter 3. We'll read a few verses here. We're going to read 13 to 17. Who are, I should, before I start here, uh, the part of, of James chapter 3 up until this point is a, a lot about an unruly tongue. Just, I think it's sometimes good to see like, the, like what's coming up to what we're looking at. So it's a lot of it is about an unruly tongue. Um, and then it comes into this, this part of scripture and that's going to take us into like the wisdom of God. Who among you is wise and understanding? Let him show by his good behavior his deeds in the gentleness of wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your heart, do not be arrogant and so lie against the truth. This wisdom is not that which comes down from above, but this would be earthly, natural, demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there is disorder and every evil thing, but, everyone say, but, but the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, reasonable, full of mercy and good fruits, unwavering and without hypocrisy. 
The wisdom from above is first pure, peaceable, gentle, merciful. I just like, every time I read it, I'm just like, I just need to let that seep all the way down into my heart, into my core. Then I um, have been in 1 Corinthians a little bit. And in 1 Corinthians, the first, what is it? Two chapters. The first two chapters, it talks about that Jesus is the wisdom of God. Do you remember that? Remember that part? Jesus is the wisdom of God. And we know him and we know wisdom by the spirit of God. I think it even says in there, like, how do you know what someone's thinking except that you actually have their spirit in you? And that's what God did. He gave us. He has given us. It is within us, his very spirit, right? So we, Jesus is the wisdom of God, and we know him by his spirit. And then I want to read the story of the Magi in the Christmas story. Matthew chapter 2, and this is going to be verses 1 through 12. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. Gathering together all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They said to him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for this is what has been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the leaders of Judah, for out of you shall come forth a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called the Magi and determined from them the exact time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search carefully for the child. And when you have found him, report to me, so that I too may come and worship him. After hearing the king, they went their way, and the star which they had seen in the east went on before them until it came and stood over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. After coming into the house, they saw the child with his mother, with Mary his mother, and they fell to the ground and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they presented to him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned by God in a dream not to return to Herod, the Magi left for their own country by another way. And I think after that, it then talks about how 
Herod figured out that they didn't come back to him and he um, had all the, the babies, right, that were two and younger slain. Um, so I have uh, just, in reading this story, I saw some like really simple things that I would consider wisdom. And usually I'm finding that like wisdom is that, it's simple. It's not typically, I'm not saying it can't ever be, but I, for me, I, I would say that I don't typically find like the nuggets of wisdom in the great mysteries or the complex like figuring this out. I, it seems like it's like these simple things that just settle in my spirit. Like, oh. So that's what I found in this story. And it reminded me of this, the first scripture that I read to you about wisdom that is, it's pure and it's peaceable and it's gentle. And so I wanted to share just a few of the pieces of wisdom that I saw um, in the Magi. And then I want to share a story from, from my life. Um, first of all, I see that the Magi, they, I, I put this down in a couple different ways because we don't really know a whole lot about them. I mean, like, I'm like, well, how did they even know about this? You know, did God, like, tell them? Was there another angel and we just didn't hear about it <laughs> that, like, showed up and talked to them? Or is this over... Have they been studying? I mean, it's possible. They, I was reading, and, and it, you know how there's like speculations. So they think that these magi could have easily come from like Persia, where Babylon had been, and could easily have been like in the line of, of magi, wise men that, that advised kings. And you know, they had uh, Israel, they were was captive there, right, for like a long time. So they were surely aware of their faith. So maybe it came like through study. Maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe they were sitting under the stars because they studied the stars and God spoke to them. I don't know. What I do know is that they, they, they looked for Jesus. They had an idea that this, this guy was like, really incredible and worth their gifts and who they are and their worship, right? And they, they came. So I'm thinking they listen to God or they seek, they seek him. But even more than that, they just believed that this could be true. Enough to make the journey. And I just thought, man, what if everything God has told me is possible? What if I actually believed it could be true? It's so simple, but man, does it get inside of me. Like what if every single thing, every part of Jesus given Every single word that God has spoken could be true. 
and not just somewhere, but in me. What if I could actually see it? And I believe it enough to take a step, to make the journey, to not stop halfway there and say, uh, this probably isn't actually going to happen. This isn't me. We've been looking for how many years? We've heard about this for hundreds. But like, make the journey. Keep going. So we listen to God, believe him, seek him. We make the journey. And then I, I thought about this. Um, you know, they're like in the Christmas story, they're like the last ones to arrive, right? And I wrote this down. Don't worry about getting there first. Just get there with your whole heart. I feel like sometimes we have to be reminded of that. Just get there. Just get to Jesus with your whole heart. The thing that like, I don't know, I, I just thought about this is just like, you know, they could have, if they're wise men and, and they're magi and they were most likely some sort of like, had some sort of influence where they came from, they could have easily been offended when they found out they weren't the first ones there. Or the first ones invited, or the first, I don't know. And they obviously weren't because it didn't affect their worship, they didn't withhold their gifts, nothing. They weren't worried <laughs> about these things. They just wanted to get there with their whole heart, with everything they had in their heart and that they had prepared to give. I wrote down, allow your only motivation to be Jesus. I see that because in my mind, you know, these guys have influence in another kingdom. They could have easily come and said, okay, it's time to talk to Mary and Joseph about what this relationship is going to look like, right, when he gets older. It's time to, you know, like, like there could have been a lot of other things that they could have thought about. And there's nothing of that there. They just, it was simple. They just came with gifts because this is a king to honor. And they knelt down. Our only motivation, Jesus. I wrote down, keep your heart open. I, I see that because they invited Herod to come along. <laughs> 
I don't know what their thoughts were on Herod or, or, or on the people or, you know, I don't know. But like to me, when I read the story and I see the type of person Herod seemed to be, I'm like, man, they had, they had an open heart. They were just like, come, come, come with us. I imagine if they said that to him, they probably said it to others. They kept their heart open. And I, you know, one of the things I thought about even when I was thinking about that is like, in making the journey, like I know, I'm just, you know, human. There have been times where I like make the journey and I'm so afraid I'm gonna do something wrong or something that's gonna mess it up. And if it, I started thinking like these guys could really think they did, like later on when they look back, they could really think they might've did something wrong because all these babies were slain because they went to Herod, right? They could have stopped and said, but you know what? <laughs> They didn't do that. They just made the journey. Whether I got this all right or not, I'm going to keep my heart open. I'm going for Jesus. And I got to trust the, trust the rest to be the rest. I also saw live with honor in your heart. I not only saw, like, their honor towards Jesus, right? But again, when I see them going to Herod, like, they obviously had honor for the ruler of this land to check in with him or somehow, like, right? They weren't... They weren't go flying under the radar. You know, they honored him. Hey, there's a king here, right? They were, there was nothing, ever, everything was open in a spirit of honor, even before Herod, right? They lived with honor in their heart. I don't know about you, but that's a lot of, like, wisdom, <laughs> simple wisdom that I just, like, Jesus, I just have to like open up again and just let it sit, like settle down into my heart. Like sometimes I need reminded of these things. Anybody else? <laughs> sometimes I need reminded to keep my heart open. To live with honor. I'm going to read through these again. Listen to God. Believe him and seek him. Make the journey. Whether you get it right or not exactly right, make the journey. Don't worry about getting there first. Just get there with your whole heart. Allow your only motivation to be Jesus. Keep your heart open and live with honor in your heart. And if there's one, I mean, there's so many things I've been gleaning from Bible study, so I'm not like saying this is the only thing, but this is one thing that has been like 
really highlighted to me, and that is the value of the story. I think you started with that, you know, like the value of the story. And, and um, so that, I, I've really been challenged by it because when I listen to Bible, the Bible study and I see like the story, the same story again and again and again, right? Which I love, right? So like the story of Jesus, the story of creation, like again and again. I, I have, when I was sitting with Jesus in this wisdom, this thing that he's been sort of just highlighting to me, I looked at him and I said, okay, that's like the story. That's the story to me. What is the story of wisdom in me? Isn't that the challenge? It's about, it's the story, and it's over and over again, and guess what? It's in me. It's in you. So I just asked Jesus, because, like, I'm sitting in this, and I'm like, man, I need these reminders. I just sit in that and let it sink in. But, like, now I want to discover, like, the story of wisdom that's in me. And he reminded me of of an experience I had had probably, I'm guessing, at like seven to 10 years ago. Like, honestly, I, I don't know when, I haven't thought about this for a long time, but he reminded me of it. And I would say that I think it, it was probably the first time I had an, an actual, like, face-to-face -face encounter with the spirit of wisdom. I'm not saying I didn't encounter him before, but like where I knew, I just like was in the presence of the spirit of wisdom. Does that make sense? He's with us all the time, but, but like where that story and it birthed something in me, it became a part of my story. And so I wanted to share that with you um, because to me it just opens me up to be really hungry for wisdom, for the spirit of wisdom, for Jesus, the wisdom of God. I, this, like I said, this is years ago, but I had gotten a phone call from the shelter. Um, you guys know we used to be down there like a lot. And there was a young couple um, that needed a ride to Harrisburg. They needed to get to the train station. They were going to um, Philadelphia. And so um, I said, okay, I can do it, you know, and I go over. Uh, we had briefly met the couple, but they were a little quieter, so I didn't know them too well. Um, and they get in my van. I had, I had a van at the time. And, uh, I mean, the entirety of their belongings fit in four 13-gallon kitchen trash bags. You know what I mean? Like the white drawstring trash bags. That was all of their belongings in my car. And she's pregnant, and we were driving. And, of course, I have an hour drive to, like, get to know them. 
And so we're driving along, and they start telling me their story. I'm asking them questions. And I don't remember all the things we talked about <laughs> too long ago, but I just remember that their story, like, it was like something about their story, like, awakened, like, the mama in me. Like, I really wanted to protect them, and I, and I really was feeling the weight of their journey. And I remember them, I said, well, what takes you to Philadelphia? And they just said, well, we think that's where we can get a new start. But that was it. Like, they didn't know one single person there. They had no, like, connections for anything. Like, I'm like, so you're, you're just going to get off at the train station and just, like, walk? Yeah. And I was like, I mean, the mom, I'm like, oh, you know, like, she's pregnant. Like, how, where are you going to have a baby? You know, like, I don't know. I was so worried. And I, I uh, just remember, like, you know how you start to carry someone. You start to feel their heart and, and their journey a little bit. And um, so we get to the train station. And, you know, they get out. I just make sure that, like, that they're good, like they have, their tickets are good, they have a place, you know, on the train. And I said goodbye. And I go to leave, and as soon as I got in my car, I just started crying. And, and I just started saying, Jesus, like, like what, what can I do? Like, what are they gonna do? Where are they going to live? How are they going to get a, find a way? How are, how are they going to get a job? How are they going to have this baby on the street? Like, I just, you know, like, just started crying, just weeping. And um, I go to leave, and I'm, you know, listening to whatever, the MAPS program to, like, get me out of the city. And and I don't know where this was. I just have, I can like visually see it, but I have no idea what the road names were or anything. But I was in like the middle of Harrisburg and I know I was sitting at this stoplight and it was supposed to take a left. And there were like two or three lanes that were all going to take a left and go up over this bridge. And as I was turning left, this is like the middle of the day, sunny, you know, day and I looked to the left as I'm like turning and there was an owl sitting right on the guardrail and it turned its head and looked right at me a little owl not like this big just a little owl and I I mean like in a second it was like Jesus was like I've got them And, like, I, I wept the whole way home, and all I could think about was, like, wisdom calls out in the streets. Isn't that what Proverbs says? Like, wisdom is in the streets calling out for anyone that'll listen. And I literally heard the Lord say, I've got them. And I knew it was him. Owls aren't really even out in the middle of the day, right? Like, 
And I, he has them. And in Philadelphia, when they got there, I, start, I, I remember in my car, I started to imagine when they would come out of the train station in Philadelphia, wisdom's right there, right there. And I, I was so like, I just remember, like it came with no, I told you so. It came with no, gosh, I hope you get it right this time. You're in this situation because you're not doing wise things. All the things that we've all thought before, whether we ourselves feel like we've done that or we looked at someone else and said that, there was nothing of that. It was so pure. I'm not leaving. I'm right here. I am telling you that is the spirit of wisdom. That is his substance. He can tell us all kinds of little nuggets that we need, right? things that I need to be reminded of, things that need to sink down into my heart again. And it never comes with an I told you so. It never comes with a harsh judgment or with a you could have done better, or a regret, or those things. That is not the spirit of wisdom. The spirit of wisdom says, I'm here. I've got you. I'm not leaving. And it makes my heart Because I'm not scared of wisdom anymore. How many of you have been scared of wisdom? <laughs> the wisdom from heaven is gentle. It's pure. Untainted. There's no disappointment. There's no... There's... No, it's pure. It's peaceable. And being reminded of this, and not only of those pieces of wisdom that I, I need, and I assume I'm not the only one that needs to be reminded, but then like remembering the story of wisdom, looking for, discovering the story of wisdom that's mine, right? That's in me and you have one. It's alerted me, it sort of has awoken my senses to like receive the spirit of wisdom everywhere. 
like in the most unexpected places, I can see wisdom. And my heart is so hungry for it that I just like drink it up. Um, Chris and I, a couple weeks ago, we had taken a weekend and, and we went to, uh, honestly, we went to Wilkes Bar right outside of Scranton. And we went to a concert there and it's, I didn't even know the group we were going to see. It was uh, someone that, it, one of his favorite bands. And, and so I'm sitting there and we're like, you know, in this, um, you know, crowd of people in this concert. And this, this guy, he, he opens his heart and, and he starts to share his journey. And, and I mean, it's rough, you know, like he's had some points of like, really, really uh, like life or death kinds of bottom, you know, in his journey. And he says that, I mean, he said so many things. I told Chris, I think he's preached like three mini sermons. This is a secular music concert, but I think he preached like three mini sermons that I needed to hear in that concert. But one of the things he said, he was like, I wake up every day and I panic, which if you knew his journey, you would understand the weight of, you know, like of his, of why. And then he says, and then I put one foot in front of the other and I look for miracles. And I was like, I looked at Chris, I was like, I have to start looking for miracles again. I have to start living in expectation that Jesus is in everything again. Isn't that wisdom? In the most unexpected place to me, He reminded us of forgiveness. I am hungry for the spirit of wisdom. Like for me to be so aware of his presence and his constant like pursuit. Like when I, when I remember wisdom, when I remember the story in me, when I look at this, I, I just see that pursuit. Like it's like wisdom, she's in the street and she's calling out. It's almost like surely goodness and mercy will follow you. Isn't that the spirit of wisdom? That's what I'm experiencing. It's everywhere. He is everywhere. And he allows us in the moment that like, like there's some sort of something happening. It's like his presence just says, I've got you. One foot in front of the other. Make the journey. Just follow Jesus. The last thing I would say that wisdom has done in me recently, and I want to say this has been for like probably a year and a half now, is just that when I am tempted to look at my filthy rags, you know, the Bible says my righteousness is as filthy rags. 
compared to his, right? When I, I have found that when I am tempted to take a look at my righteousness, and honestly, it never measures up. He lifts my head to just look at him. Like, you don't have to look at those. And this is the wisdom of God. It's Jesus, our righteousness. It's Jesus. All his ways are true and pure and holy and trustworthy. It's Jesus who covers and has become our righteousness. This is the wisdom of God. I have no idea because I forgot to bring my phone up. What time am I at? Okay, so we have a few minutes. Does anybody, does this like bring to the surface a quick like nugget of wisdom that you have encountered lately? That sort of, you feel it. Like, like with these, I feel it in my heart. Like, oh, I, need to, I need to like take that in. I have to breathe that one in. I have to let Jesus let that one sink in. Anybody have? I'd love to hear the wisdom you've encountered. Just, just like the, the simple little thing. Uh, 2022 has been a, a good year for, for me. God has opened some doors for me. And after my mom's pass, passing to Jesus, God has gotten me through. He said, I got you, Jason. I've been preparing you for this. I got, that's the phone, got my phone, and Austin started coming to church with me, and, uh, and God's been good to me. Yeah. I don't normally do this, but I thought this was cool. So uh, right now I work at uh, Procter & Gamble in Shippensburg, for those who don't know me. And uh, this, this guy came up to me. Um, he's from like the Dominican Republic, him and his wife, pastor and stuff. and. Uh, for a while, I've been wondering, like, am I supposed to be at this job? Like, I just feel like I'm not doing enough. So when you said stuff about focusing on your own righteousness, that kind of hit me a little bit. So, um, I don't know. I've been, like, I've been wondering, like, oh, when am I supposed to go? Like, you know, I'm, I'm newly married now, and I know i got to focus on my wife because she's ministry, too, and stuff. And, and um I'm just like, Lord, what do I do? And he came up to me and he just started sharing a story with me how he was an optometrist and he like lost everything in the Dominican. So like his whole office burned down and he like found his way to the United States or something through like mutual friends and he took his wife down. And he, um, he just looked at me and he said, don't go anywhere until God tells you to go. So that was like a really cool like nugget that he kind of, embedded in me because I was just like on my mind for a while, but it kind of gave me peace that I feel like I'm right where I'm supposed to be and stuff, so. 
And wisdom is peaceable, right? Gentle and peaceable. Anybody else? Uh, just a, oh, that is loud. Uh, just a small one I was thinking about the other day. I was, um, I guess I was considering, I was thinking about somebody that had like a large ministry and sort of like the influence of that and the word, uh, like the word ministry sunk into me as like um, how our like preconceived notions of, well, a ministry is you're a missionary, you're a pastor, you're in the field, you're doing this thing, you have this nonprofit, whatever it is, but like the Lord was showing me that we are all in ministry and just living your life the way you live your life every day and encountering people and showing them love, loving people every day is what a real ministry is. Because I think those other ministries, and there's nothing wrong with them, they're sort of there's days they're on duty, there's days they're, okay, we're doing outreach today or we're doing this today, and it's like this on, off, on, off. But like a true ministry is you are pouring out love everywhere you go, and that's something the Lord showed me. <clears throat> I think it was probably 20 years ago now. I don't know why this story is coming to mind today. But I lived in Charlotte, and I was getting ready to move home. And my, my manager in Charlotte wanted to take me out for wings or something before I moved home. So I did, and she and her spouse were there, and we were sitting there. And they were wrestling with a new step-parent that had just come into the scene. And they were sharing kids with a new step-parent and another spouse. And there was a lot of stress and they were saying, we just heard that this new, I guess, girlfriend that had come into the scene, she's just this terrible person. We've heard all of these terrible things. It's going to be so bad for the children. It's, it's just all of these things. And totally, by, I didn't even do this on purpose. I just looked at her and said, but you haven't met her yet. And she looked at me, and she just blinked. <laughs> and, the, and her spouse said, I guess we could meet her first. And I just thought... Wisdom is, like you said, simple. I didn't do that on purpose. I wasn't trying to offer a life counsel. I just said, but maybe, maybe we should meet her first. She might be lovely. Um, and I, When you said simple. So I took on a new position this year at school, and I oversee three-year-olds, 500 three-year-olds through 18-year-olds. And the needs of a three-year-old and an 18-year-old in all the age groups in between are very different. And from moment to moment every day, I never know what is going to walk through my office or what I need to address. And it can be hectic all day long and every minute. But I felt like the Lord is actually training me and my spirit to each day go in and actually slow down because when you slow down and you slow down your spirit and your heart and your mind, you become more intentional in the actual moment that you're dealing with. And so, you know, my encouragement to you is in the busy times to actually slow down. And that doesn't necessarily mean like you may be running all over the place still, 
But when you slow down your mind and your heart and your spirit, you can then rely everything on Jesus. And you can meet the need the, the way he wants you to meet it. Can we stand? <clears throat> and take just a posture of receiving. Like this, yeah. That's what I typically do. You might have your own. Jesus. Thank you for being wisdom. Wisdom of God. The spirit of wisdom. We are hungry to sit in your presence and to receive. To listen to the counsel of your heart in this moment. It may be simple, but it's more than enough. So we just open our whole selves and just say sink, seep right into every crevice of our hearts, our spirit, our belief, and our walk, our journey. We trust you. Thank you for having us. Thank you for your love that keeps no records of wrong. And that is that you are literally everywhere, everywhere we look, in the most unexpected places, we listen for you. Amen. All right, I love you. I'm gonna go ahead and say Merry Christmas. <laughs> I know we have more weeks, but. <laughs> World Harvest Outreach is located in Chambersburg, Pennsylvania, but we have family around the world. To connect with us, visit us at whocenterpa.com.